Today's story concerns adult subject matter for mature listeners. If that's not your cup of tea, or there are youngsters listening, please skip this one and come back for another story another time. You're listening to Pride Month on the Voice of Dog. This is Rob McWolf, your fellow traveler, and today's story is Pack by Makase Wolf, a wolf mercenary writer. Pack has previously appeared in Wolves.Gay magazine, edited by Dobbs Crusher. Mikasi's works have been published by Thurston Howell Publications, Rabbit Valley, Goal Publications, among others. You can find links to more of his stories on his Fur Affinity or Wikifur page. They say the most basic element of furry art and culture is the ability to use the experiences, traits, and behaviors of animals as metaphors for our own experiences. And they say that found family matters to LGBTQ people because so many of us have the experience of rejection from our birth families. So let us use the one to understand the other in Path by Mikasi Wolf. They say the strength of the wolf is the strength of the pack. They say that a wolf without a pack is without a purpose. What they say or don't say doesn't matter, because all that matters now is that I am without one. The pack has weird rules and hierarchies, like how all omegas have to listen only to the alpha and maybe the beta when the alpha isn't around, like how only the breeding pair can fuck while the rest can't, I, like any good Omega male, towed the line, kept my ears down, followed all the rules, ears down and being all submissive-like. Still got nipped, but hey, what's being an Omega without some threat of punishment, right? So I repressed my wants, my desires, and urges. And because of the only breeding pair rules, I decided me and another male could have a go at it. The whole package, with some tongue, tail, and Sliding of dick and warm, tight ass beneath lifted tail. Our whimpers and huffs of mist filling the cold, dark night. A shaft of my lover intruding within me a warmth I could never have imagined. Each thrust a prelude to something more. A filling of pleasure mingled with pants and jerks. Twitches of ecstasy followed by warmth beyond imagination. It was the best experience of my life, not just the joy of feeling good, but feeling wanted by another, not as superiors or betters, but as equals. As I have said, the rules are weird, in that I and the male were still kicked out. The breeding pair didn't just want compliance as to who got to have cubs, they wanted compliance to whatever they said or didn't say. They saw what we did as an anomaly, a threat to their authority, their way of life or lack thereof. It wasn't like anyone else commented when they themselves went at it every week or so, but do something like that just once in my miserable life, and I am cast out of the path. With my lover cast out in the opposite direction to prevent us from ever having a life together. Many say that lone wolves are either those cast out of the pack or those who left to seek their own territory. I may be of the first, but 
definitely not the second category. Lone wolves typically didn't stay alone for long. They went and joined other packs. Packs were willing to accept them for what they were and what they could bring to their numbers. I knew none would accept me for who I was, a lover of one of the same gender. The fact that I was born with, so I wandered the world alone, hunting small game and carrion, because I didn't have the ability and ambition to hunt larger meals alone. Lone wolves rarely sent Mark, though we still needed to take a piss, of course. It wasn't like we had any territory to call our own and remind others about it. Scent markings contain lots of data about the individuals involved, much like an ad posting, information like new vacancy in pack, in good health, I'm awesome, well's the all-too-common fuck-off. So when I cautiously approached a scent marking on the side of a tree, I was surprised to scent lonely in life, looking for like-minded soul to join me. The scent was distinctly male. Males are typically bad news, far more likely to fight you for no reason, maybe chew your ears off to make a point. But this scent suggested a lively, sprightly individual. So I decided to check it out, at least. I followed the other wolf by scent, stopping every now and then to add my own scent marks to the mix, kind of way of saying, hey, sniffed your message, decided to take you up on it, so where are you? After a half day of looking, I almost gave him up for good. Too often, load wolves decided they could get much better offers posting scent marking adverts elsewhere. And then, the strong smell of deer flesh and blood came to me, and I froze. Definitely a meal worth having here, at least. And as I got closer to the smell of it, who should come round the corner but a wolf with blood on his jaws? Damn near gave me a fright there and then, and my hackles raised as I snarled, but the other wolf merely canted his head and ears at me. In his maw, he held a sizable lump of what smelt like a deer haunch. His face and neck red from his hunt. Stepping forward, the other wolf dropped it at my feet, tongue lolling and tail wagging a wild storm. I narrowed my amber eyes at him in case this was a trick, but the other wolf simply walked a distance away, sitting lazily on the forest floor. It wasn't common for lone wolves to be able to hunt anything larger than half our size, and this definitely counted. But I hadn't had deer in a while, not since my old pack chased one down two seasons ago. I wolfed the haunch down, pardon the expression, licking my lips and wishing there was more. Then the other wolf strode towards me, bearing his blood-streaked head towards me, his tongue swirling all round his maw, full circle. For a moment I was confused, then I understood when I saw how clean where his tongue drew over his mouth was. I stepped up to him, licked at his cheeks, his ruff, desperate to get any and all that delicious blood upon my tongue, and as I did... The other wolf licked my face and mouth in response, despite the fact I didn't have any leftover food on me. Not unless he expected me to regurgitate whatever I just ate. But it felt nice. 
Not just nice that I got something to eat, but also to be close to another wolf again. When I was done, other wolf looking somewhat cleaner, I took the chance to sniff at him. He smelled good. Good as in makes your heart well up inside. Good. He sniffed me back, got a few licks in, now started sniffing me in other places. Places that were tickly. And made me stiffer than an upright tail. And right before, I could assume the other wolf was just curious where I'd been all this while. He turned his back to me. Tail flicking aside to show his bare ass. I'd let myself be fucked before. Never fucked another. Just wasn't something that occurred to me, though the technical terms for such preferences was absent to me. But I definitely wanted this playful wolf before me. Wanted him more than anything ever since the ones who called themselves my pat cast me out. So I hitched myself up on the other wolf. Despite my weight, he never staggered. I tottered my way towards the waiting hole, hips and tail bucking a wild storm as I thrusted. My dick found itself into that warm, tight hole as I advanced. Swelling gradually, I moved forward and back in a rhythm as old as life itself. And as I huffed, snarled, and panted, my knot locking the two of us in carnal embrace, I poured my heart and soul into this stud before me, he who appeared when I thought I would have to wander the rest of my canine life alone. And as we slumped to the ground playfully, nuzzling at one another, so we remained locked with one another, the haze of the afterglow giving way to the joy of sleep. I awoke the next morning to rays streaking through the forest canopy upon me, disappointed to find my lover was already gone. All that was left as a reminder of what we shared together was a stickiness on my sheath. A stickiness that would soon be nothing more than a memory after I took care of it with my tongue or, if I'm lucky, an upcoming ripper. I got up and stretched the aches out of my back and felt a press of warm fur against my side. I turned and there the other wolf was, as loving and playful as ever ready to face the day with me. He was still here, not simply because I could give him what he wanted, but simply because he wanted to. We licked and nuzzled each other, and I knew now that I was no longer alone. I'd finally found my pack in another. And though we knew not what the days ahead would throw at us, we were together bound by a pact of mutual understanding and of simply being who we were. This was Pack by Makasi Wolf, read for you by Rob McWolf, Werewolf Hitchhiker. You can find more stories on the web at thevoice.dog or find the show wherever you get your podcasts. Happy Pride, and thank you for listening to The Voice of dog.